Subscribe today to All Out War so you don't miss a thing. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. War. (laughs) I'm Turner, and I'm joined in the studio by Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm doing well. Cool, man. How are you doing? I'm not doing too bad. Not doing too bad. Yeah. Making it through the spring. Did yeah. My, did, a, has spring officially started? Spring has started. I paid the tax man. <laughs> oh, so. I need to pay taxes. Oh, tomorrow's yeah. the day. Oh, I paid those. T- yeah, yeah. You I paid those. And right? another tax I had to pay. Uh, did you Did you have to pay this year? No, I got money back. Good. Good for you. Which is not, well, it's nice, except it'd be a lot nicer if uh, they never took more taxes than they were supposed to so they wouldn't have to pay me back yeah so that i could get more than no interest on it right i have a friend that he figures it out in a matrix of somehow some kind of scientific like math thing where he adjusts his taxes so that he pays just as much as he needs to pay and then at some point in the year he says stop taking taxes out oh that's smart and then when it gets his his when he does his taxes it zeroes out yeah so he Brings home the maximum amount. He gets his return basically pre, but it's a lot of work. You got to know what you're doing. You can yeah. really screw it up. Yeah, and then you could be <laughs> screwed at the end of and it. And you, you got to be up on tax laws too. Yeah. So you know what you can. Yeah, I was gonna say that's always one thing that I didn't, um, I don't like when people are like, "Oh, I got so much money back at the end of the year." Like this is great. Like no, it's not. That was your money. That's to your begin money with. that the government <laughs> has been using. They right. stole more money. They than... didn't. They steal. They borrowed it. They no, they it. stole it. If, it <laughs> if I have to go to jail, if I don't give you something, that's stealing. Yeah, that's that I don't tr- want to give you. Yeah. Um, I'm with you yeah. on that. But, yeah, then they go make money off of my money. Yeah. And if I would have had that much money. I wonder, I wonder if you could use that argument against them for not paying taxes. I'm just using your money to make money. I'll give you back, you know, I'll keep Well, you could say it. that. You could just not file. You could tell your business or whatever, since most people are probably not self-employed. Yeah. You, you can... When you fill out your information, you can say, just, I'll pay it at the end of the year. I'll figure it out myself. Well, that's a 1099. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's not... You got to keep good records. Yeah. I just helped Could, a buddy that uh, did taxes. Yeah. It's not fun. It, Mine, did, it was easier this year, though. I think the laws that they changed, uh, to, that Trump changed, were actually made it easier. Yeah. You know what? I think everyone that's listening to the podcast <laughs> is asleep right now because we're talking about taxes. Yeah. Well, taxation is theft. <laughs> it's true. Oh, hey, we have a live audience too. Yeah, we, hey, yeah, guys. Hey. <laughs> Back with us again. Yes. Yeah. That's. It's always fun to have fun. people hanging out with us when we're here, just not looking it at each other. Gives me self-esteem boost because. Right. Know, I'm like, oh, people do think I'm funny. All right. I don't think I'm funny. <laughs> and you don't have to look at my stupid beard, <laughs> and I don't have to look at your stupid beard. There's other people we can look at. So one of their other stupid beards over there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So what do you know, man? Oh, Hey, I got two for oh, you. Okay. Well, one's kind of, all right. So did you know that the yield sign was invented by a Tulsa police captain in the 1950s? Okay. Yeah. There you go. He will, he, yield just feels like noncommittal. Yeah. It's like, don't oh. stop. Don't go. It just kind of yeah, figure it. Why don't you, you know, like, <laughs> right? See what's right for you. Yeah, you know, whatever your truth is in that moment. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, by the way, moderates are stupid, and I hate anyone that's a moderate. Okay. Because it doesn't exist. You can't be a moderate. 
in politics. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Anyways, um, I got another thing that's kind of interesting, and since yeah. I've been finding uh, Did You Know? Um, so there's this cult that we'll probably be doing an episode on that's yes. going on right now. Okay. There's trials going on as we speak. There's just more indictments last week or so. Well, whenever you're listening to us, depends on whenever. <laughs> when we when we post this. Whenever we yeah. post this, yeah. Um, but anyway, so the it's, it's called the Nexium cult. It's a sex trafficking cult with like a bunch of Hollywood people. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a real deal. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, they filed a patent back in 2013. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah, nice. Um, and the patent <laughs> is it's called Determination of Whether a Luciferian Can Be Rehabilitated. Wow. Yeah. So it's trying to see if they can figure out... They're trying to patent a way to cure Luciferians. Okay. Yeah. Patent patent to cure Luciferians. Yeah, some method that they have. They don't need a patent. It's called Jesus. <laughs> right? <laughs> Give your life to Jesus. There's no patent to it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. So well, that, I found that, and I was like, that's interesting. Yeah, we, we're going to have to put some work into this Nexus cult. and uh, Nexium, yeah. Nexium cult. Isn't Nexium like a medicine? Uh, like a heartburn medicine or something like that? <laughs> it sounds like it, yeah. <laughs> I feel like... Well, this one's, if you if you guys are interested, it's called, it's like X, N-X-I-V-M. Yeah. And it's all capital letters. It looks like Roman numerals or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Dude, it's it's crazy. Uh, don't get too much into it. I mean, you no. know. You yeah, can... actually don't look at that. And we're going <laughs> to bleep out the name of the cult so that you guys don't do research <laughs> and you'll actually listen to the episode. Oh, man. Yeah. So uh, before we jump into our podcast for tonight, mm-hmm. which is going to be fun, uh, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say two things. Uh, first of all, I, I wanted to thank our listeners who have been faithfully listening. We love you, and we're so grateful for you. And we just ask you, uh, give you, uh, not in in our thank in our thankfulness, we also ask that you would continue to subscribe, like, share, review on iTunes, wherever you listen. And uh, and pass the word out, like uh, let people know. And mm-hmm. on that note, I just want to say that we have some listeners from different countries. And uh, just in the last week, we've had South Africa, France, Germany, Nigeria, Malaysia, and New Zealand. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. So uh, all of these uh, amazing, you know, do you know where Cologne, Cologne Germany is? Cologne? Cologne, K-O-L. Yeah, K-O-L. That's the German spelling. Yeah. Colon, yeah. We had we had seven people listen, or seven streams, seven downloads, whatever you want to call it. So, oh, yeah. yeah. I lived there for seven years. I should remember some German. I was trying to think oh. of Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Guten Tag, uh, amigo. Danke schön. Wait. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. I can't remember what it is to uh, to listen. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. So Germany's whoever... awesome. I had fun there. You know, it seems so clean. Very clean. It is very clean. Yeah. Germans, you might get mad if I'm telling, spilling the beans. They like dogs more than they like children. Really? And that is one of their, yeah, it's very clean. Oh. Because they don't have kids running around. It's very, it's like you go to a nice restaurant. Yeah. No kids. No kids. Except that's when you can tell they're like Americans or Westerners because they come in and all the kids are screaming and everyone just looks at them. (laughs) And that dog like looks up like... Dog's like stupid kids. (laughs) (laughs) The Germans are cool. I like Germans. I have friends that are Germans. Can't say that too much, man. Are you a nationalist and you like Germans? That's not not, not a good combination. 
I am not a nationalist. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. We'll yeah. get into that another time. Yeah. <laughs> no. So uh, our episode's Americanist. Today. There you go. You're an Americanist. Americanism. I'm USAist. Yeah. Um. All right. So you want to get into the podcast for yeah, today? Yeah. I guess we might as well. All right. So we're gonna do it's a it's a two part. It's a, a one episode two two sections. How do you? How do, yeah. The first section we're gonna talk about two different things, two different topics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I'm gonna talk about the Salem witch trials, mm-hmm. and you're gonna talk about the Crusades. Mm-hmm. And um, we, I think, I think we're gonna land on the title at you know at. At right now, at the time of recording, it's before we do all of our promotion and all that Instagram. So, the tentative title is, you know, Christianity's Black Eyes, and uh, black eyes in the sense of like things that people would would label as a bad thing. Yeah, like it's a black eye on the on the state of Christianity, right? Yeah, and that's totally like tongue in cheek. Totally tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah, because I don't think they're black eyes. Right. Well. Maybe that's why you should listen and find out right. what we think. Maybe they aren't black eyes. <laughs> Maybe they need to be handing out some black eyes. Ooh, um, there's a lot of black eyes handed out. That's right. <laughs> you hear, every time you say, to say the least, when you say black eyes, I always think black guys. That's what it sounds like you're saying. It's which is kind of funny because my son used to play black cop, black ops, Whoa. and his Whoa. buddy came over and said, "Hey, Luke, do you want to play black cops?" And uh, and I was like, wait, what'd you say? He says black cops, and I was like, you mean black ops? And he's like, yeah, yeah black said, cops. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, okay, sure thing, buddy. I saw this, uh, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Anyway, I, I was gonna say I saw this old meme. I can't believe I'm talking about memes. I feel like a, a, a straight boomer. Like, do you see that on the internet? There's this really funny one with uh, Carl Carl the black cop from uh, Die Hard. Yeah, and it's. Uh, black cops, Carl on duty. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There you go. Yeah, there you go. I have become old. You are. But... No, no, you're not. Trust me. Yeah. All right. So you want to start talk about the Salem witch trials a little bit? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So I got to admit, before we jumped into this, I knew really nothing about the Salem witch trials because I am the product of public education, <laughs> <laughs> and we we didn't learn anything about. The Salem witch trials, and if we did, I was probably high anyways when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. I wouldn't have remembered it. But uh, it's a pretty amazing story. It was a fairly quick um, episode in our history. Uh, it it went from the years of 1692 to 1693, so it just lasted a, a year. It mm-hmm. wasn't even much more than a year, and uh, it, it it the result of this crazy these crazy Salem witch trials is that 20 people lost their lives. They were executed. And uh, there's very there's very uh, real possibility that those that were executed were were absolutely not possessed or witches. <laughs> so so there's a lot of controversy around it, and that's why it's considered a black eye on Christianity because mm-hmm. they say oh they were using religion to try and accuse all these people and bring power and all this stuff. But there's a lot more to this story than what. Uh, uh, what is on the surface. And so I was really intrigued once I started to dig it out. And um, I actually, one of the resources that I found was actually the Salem, Massachusetts uh, .gov history <laughs> website. Yeah. And they have they have some stuff I was going to pull off and read. They have some letters that were written by people that were in jail, incarcerated during the witch trials to be put on trial, written to their families and things hmm. like that. Um, but the problem is it was all written in, in old... English. So you have to understand that 1692, 1693 was the earliest times of history in America. 
Um, we had only been here for maybe 20 years at the most, or, you know, a dozen, you know, yeah, about, about a decade or two that we had been really inhabiting the United States. And so the United States was still pretty raw. There was still tremendous um, occupation by the French and the British in, in our country. <laughs> I was going to say, we weren't even a country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So, um, and there was a lot of what it was happening was is, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you, let me just, I guess I'll just start with an overview of the trials, then we'll go into some history and I'll talk about who was involved. How's that? Cool. Does that work? Okay. Yeah. So let's scratch everything I just said about the history. We'll get into that in a second. But 1692 to 1693, more than 200 people were accused of practicing witchcraft and over 20 were executed. 27 died actually because of the trials. 19 were hung. One man was pressed with rocks, which is basically you lay, they laid a rock foundation that was flat down. You They put the man on it, then they laid a boulder on top of him, and they kept stacking boulders until he would die. Hmm. He actually, it took him a couple of days to die. He was a pretty pretty tough dude. Yeah. He was older, too. He was like in his 60s. Um, so one man was pressed with rocks um, because he was unwilling to refuse that his wife was actually a witch. And then seven <laughs> other people died in prison before they could face trial. Um, and so, uh, there was even a four-year-old girl who was detained because her mom was accused of being a witch and she, Trump was a president. Trump, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And, uh, so she was detained and she was held for eight months in a prison hmm. because of her mom being accused and her mom was actually hung hmm. and she was released after eight months. But can you imagine a four-year-old girl in prison? I mean, that just doesn't make, it's crazy. Yeah. And another thing that was really weird about, about the, the legal system back then um, because they actually create the the William Phipps, who was the governor of Massachusetts, he actually created a uh, court just for the Salem witch trial. So there wasn't even anything that existed about this until all of these accusations came up, and then uh, so then Governor Phipps he decides to uh, create this court, and um, and so he makes this court, and it was called the Special Court of Oyer and Terminer. Oyer means to hear, and terminer means to decide. So it was a hearing and decision court, mm-hmm. and uh, and so and that was in uh, Essex and Suffolk, uh, which were towns in Massachusetts. So um, it resolved from a group of people. This is largely surrounded a group of people that were bran- a branch of the Puritans, mm-hmm. and so this is where history comes in a little bit. Um, so the Puritans were a group of people that rebelled against the Catholic Church in England, in the in, in particular the Church of England, and uh, they refused they, their whole I, the Puritans' whole idea, and that's the, why they get their namesake was we want to reform the Catholic Church to purify to bring it back to its roots, and uh, Puritans largely were found in Europe only. And uh, but then there was another group of Puritans that were even more, uh, just like we're, we're never going to get this Reformation. It's never going to happen. So we're going to be we're going to separate completely. We're going to split off and we're going to make our own new Christian sect. And they're called the Separatists. And so they're a they're a branch of the Puritans. They basically believed all the same things except for this one point, which was one was I want to stay in and reform this Catholic Church, and the other one was, we're not, it's never going to happen, You're, it's a lost cause, we're going to go. And when the problem was in England, if you came up against the church, you came up against the state, if you came up against the state, yeah. it's treason, and it's, it's legal to be killed. So you couldn't really 
rebuke the church. And th- is this before the Anglican Church actually started? It, it's it's all in the same time period. Okay, okay. Yeah. In fact, the Anglican Church was already existing at this point. Okay. And uh, so the separatists had to flee because they couldn't stay. Uh, because they were coming against the Catholic Church really harshly, and so they fled to America. So the first people to come to America were these separatist Puritan reformers. Mm-hmm. That's who settled in Massachusetts. Plymouth, on the, Plymouth Rock, yeah. Plymouth Rock, that's yeah. right. And uh, incredible hardship when they showed up. Um, and so uh, they they still had some pretty strong uh, reformer. It, it, it was pre. It was very early stages of Calvinism. At this right. point, you know, 1692, you know, you got to imagine it was still pretty, it was still making its way around the world, but they were Calvinists. And, uh, and so what happened was, is they get into, they get into this part of Massachusetts and then within the separatists, there starts to be some divisions that are brewing up. And, um, and so what happens is, is as they, as they're trying to settle this new world, not only are they having battles from within in their own group and structure, because there was only at that time, I think there was, at that time there was about maybe, um, I think, a little over 600 people mm-hmm. that, that showed up. A bunch of them died early on. I think they end up at the end of the Salem Witch Trials, there's only about maybe 250, 300 people, you know, that were the original that came over. Yeah. But um, but uh, what happens is that uh, is uh, they, there's Indians that are still trying to fight back for their land. Mm-hmm. And then you still have the British rule who's trying to get a foothold into the new world. And so you have King George who's still, you know, wanting to take the crown and make it across the sea. And so, and we haven't had our revolution yet. So, uh, so there was just a whole lot of upheaval, a whole lot going on. And what happens is, uh, you know, there's this Salem village that numbered about like 600 people, like I just said. Um, and the Salem village begins to have, it's on a coastal, it's a coastal town. And then on the west side of the village was more of like rural farming land. They were no- noticing that there was a separation happening and they, they wanted to break off and make it two counties and they didn't want to do that. And so what happened was, is and what I believe it to be is the greatest conspiracy in the earliest stages of our country's founding moments. It was the Salem Witch Trials, and a lot of people don't talk about this, but I discovered it, and I kind of put the pieces together. So you're hearing it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it was largely about a land grab. They were There was a breakup going to happen. It was going to financially hurt them, and it was gonna, they were losing control in their separatist religious system, and they didn't want to lose control. And so they started to accuse people Wait, of being witches. The people in the city... Are accusing the rural people. Correct. Okay. Correct. The, the the coastal town versus the rural town, the coastal town, which is literally like, it's not that big. So it's yeah. like, you're talking 200 people. I mean, it's like between, you know, it's like 14 to 18 miles, yeah, like yeah. in distance apart from each other. So you have these residents that they start to accuse other people of, um, of doing, of being witches. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's kind of crazy to me when you think about, about how this happened and what was happening. And so um, one of the things that happened was there was this woman by the name of Sally or Sarah Good. And then there was another woman, uh, her name was, uh, she was uh, Betsy something, and she was a, uh, a a slave and she was from Barbados. Uh, 
Hmm. And she actually would, she was actually the first person that they accused of being a witch. And they said that these two little girls were gathered around her and they were reading palms and things like that, just doing, right. doing, doing, you know, some, you know, basic witchcraft. Barbita, it's like Santeria. Santeria, yes, senor. Um. <laughs> That's offensive. Sorry. Why, why is that offensive? I guess they do have Santeria then. I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, so, so... She, so she's so she's uh, she, she's taken to uh, court and she's accused of causing these girls to be uh, to be possessed by the devil and right. witches and to become witches and so um, in their Puritan separatist theology and law of order because they did everything they had the courts and everything and it was completely like reverends were actually on the town councils and things of that nature yeah, yeah. you know it was always these big religious leaders you know. And they were controlling everything. And so they uh, basically said, hey, we're going to try you guys on these things. And, and the, the evidence that they had was that there was convulsions and that their eyes were rolling back in their head and that there was uncontrollable um, twitching and, and foaming at the mouth and all of these crazy things. And what was happening is they were saying, well, this is evidence of witchcraft, that there's obviously she's put a spell on them, they're controlling them, and all of that. And, uh, and so they, what happened was is it turned, it went from this crazy thing that obviously was something not normal. Like when people are foaming at the mouth and falling on the ground convulsing and stuff, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, it, there was something going on there. Uh, and they used that to position themselves to be able to begin to accuse key people that were trying to make this separation in the Salem, uh, you know, the villages versus the, the mm-hmm. rural. And uh, and it became this crazy, you know, I don't know, what is that word that they always say, kangaroo court, you know, yeah. <laughs> that was put together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so what's amazing is you can go online and you can discover these letters that were written. Um, but some of the things that were crazy, like um, they would fall on the ground and they were they were describing in the courtroom like they would bring in these people that were accused of being witches, and they would have someone sitting there completely normal, and then they would bring in the witch, and they would say this person's practiced witchcraft because they did this or they did that, you know, and it was always people that were kind of like a little bit outcast. Mm-hmm. Um, like for instance, one woman was brought in, and uh, she was brought in because she wore clothing of a different color. So she wore like a different color, like I guess black was the color of the day. Yeah. Maybe she wore like some white or some red or something. Who knows? Yeah. And because of her clothing, they said, "Oh, she's obviously a witch." And so, I mean, obviously, yeah, <laughs> obviously. Does she weigh the same as a duck? That's right. Does she weigh the same as a duck? Um, and oh, and here's another. Here's a little. Did you know? Did you know they never burned any of these witches at the stake? Huh. Oh. All of the witches that were executed for being accused of being witches were hung. And the one guy that died by the pressing of the rocks, he was never a witch. Right. But he refused to comply with the court. And so, they did, so they didn't burn him. Huh, they were trying to get him to change his tune, but he's like, he has a famous line as they were putting the weights on him. And they said, are you ready to confess that your wife's a witch? And he looked at him and he said, more weight. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then they died. He died like four days later. It took him like four days to die. That's pretty crazy. So That's a, that's a man. Willing to de- to die to defend his wife? Yeah, I mean... Can you think about that? Yeah, that's pretty... That's... Honorable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty badass way to say <laughs> More weight. More weight. More weight, That's all he could loser. say, probably, I know, when right? he has rocks on him. More weight. 
Oh, that's you know? awesome. So, uh, so like, I'll just give you an example of something that happened. It says, uh, so it's, I'll just read this straight off the website there. It says, Please do. it's weird because it has some weird language. So if I read it and it doesn't make sense, I'll try and, I'll try and make it modern. Um, so let me see where to start. It says, uh, there were, there were at the time of examination before many hundreds of witnesses, strange pranks played such as the, I know, taking the pins out of clothes of the afflicted and thrusting them into their own flesh, many which were taken out again by the judge's own hands. Thorns also in like kind were thrust into the flesh of the accusers and sometimes struck dumb, deaf, blind. Sometimes they would lay as if they were dead for a while. And all of the foreseen and declared by the afflicted just before twas done. <laughs> of the afflicted, there were two girls, this is interesting, about 12 or 13 years of age, who saw all that was done and there and were therefore called the visionary girls. Hmm. They would say, now he or she or they are going to bite or pinch um, uh, the Indian, which was one of the guys that was present. And it says, and all of their present in court saw the visible marks on the Indian's arms. And they would also cry out, now look, look. They are going to bind one's such legs, and all present saw the same person spoken of fall on the ground, and their legs would twist in an <laughs> extraordinary manner. Now say they, uh, we, shall, we shall all fall, and immediately seven or eight of the people would fall down onto the ground with terrible shrieks and outcries at, a, at one time when one of the witches was sentenced and pinioned with a cord. At the same time was the afflicted Indian servant going home and being about two or three miles out of town, and had both of his wrists at the same instant bound with like with a cord in the same manner that she was bound when she was sentenced to be killed. So so the Indian like left the courtroom. He was like a witness, and then uh, they bind her. They accuse her. They bind the switch up, and then he, as he's leaving, he's a couple miles away. His hands get bound up. So you know all that's hearsay because we don't. There's no you know they couldn't take a picture. They didn't have video footage. Or, yeah. You know it's all hearsay. But um. So anyways, it says. Uh, uh, when uh, it says the cord entered into his flesh, but not to be untied, um, it had to be cut. It was I don't I don't really understand how that's worded, but <laughs> it says many murders are supposed many many murders were supposed to be in this way committed uh, for these girls and others of the afflicted. They see coffins and bodies and shrouds rising up and looking at the accused's crying vengeance vengeance on the murderers. Many other strange things were, were also transcended before the court in their time of their examination, especially one thing which I like to have forgot, which is this. One of the accused, whilst uh, the rest were under examination, was drawn up by a rope to the roof of the house where he was, and he have been choked in all probability had not the rope been presently cut. The rope hung at the roof, some visible tie, I don't know what that means, for there was no hole when it, where it went up, but after it was cut, the remainder of it was found in the chamber just above lying in the very place where it hung down. So he saw somebody get hung without anybody hanging them. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. So there was some weird stuff happening. So if this is true, then obviously there was some supernatural stuff going on there, some paranormal activity, maybe demonic, maybe, you know, obviously it's not, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Um, but but what happened was in the midst and so this is why i think it's a convoluted thing because uh the other thing that was discovered about 10 years ago there were some scientists doing some research and they discovered that there is actually a parasite that a mold or whatever that grows mm -hmm. in a certain rye and if you 
eat or consume the rye, it mm-hmm. causes you to have convulsions, foaming of the mouth, loss of control of, <laughs> of your senses, and uh, oftentimes some blindness. Uh, and so a lot of the symptoms that were symbolic of being a witch or being possessed by a witch were evident in this this rye uh, yeat. Uh, Ergot. Ergot, that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeast uh, mold or whatever it is. So they didn't find that out until later. So it's even possible that it could have been this rye or this wheat ergot um, that was uh, causing, this yeast ergot that was uh, some kind of mold or whatever that was causing these people to have these crazy convulsions and stuff. And uh, if I remember correctly, that also gave them, like, made people hallucinate. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things from the ergot poisoning. Yeah. Is they hallucinate. And another thing that happened that came out after everything was done was that there was this 12-year-old girl that was supposed to, uh, she had a, was responsible for accusing like nine or ten people, like almost half of the people to sentence to death, accusing them of being witches. And they held her account because she was a kid, and they're like, a kid can't really lie. <laughs> That's what they're saying. But after the fact, she confessed that she made it all up. Hmm. So you've got a yeast ergot bug thing. I don't even know what it is, a mold. Yeah, it's a mold. You've got you've got lying witnesses and you have the possibility of some supernatural activity. And then the underlying of all of this is the thing that I think is the most conspiracy related thing is that there was this grab for land. Yeah, explain that again. So you had a village of about 600 people, Mm -hmm. and half of the village wanted to move out to the rural western and settle that out and break off into their own community. Right. And they knew that that would be harmful for them as a whole because they wanted to stay as a one-unit group of people and keep it as, like, Salem, this whole, you know, proper or whatever you want to call it. Right. And so they didn't want that to happen. And so what they did is as these witch trials kind of popped up, they began to accuse other people that were completely innocent that they were witches so that they could get them killed so that they could then have that land because the people that were trying to cause the breakaway were being accused and being executed so then if they're not around well then they can't make the great breakaway do you know what i mean so that to me was conspiracy you got a lion kid You've got uh, and a crazy yeast mold, uh, ergot yeast mold. So all of those things combined, it really paints a, a really bizarre picture of what was happening during the Salem witch trials. Mm-hmm. Now, was there a supernatural activity happening? I absolutely believe that there was supernatural activity happening. And I'll tell you why. It's pretty simple to me. Uh, I think whenever there's a moment for th- demonic activity to freely move about without being hindered, mm-hmm. it will take it. And so when you have something like these witch trials where they're literally glorifying the things that they would cause people to do. I mean, when you look at some of the things in the Bible when when people were possessed by demons, what did they do? They fell on the ground convulsing. They foamed at the mouth. They would throw themselves into fire. They would try and harm themselves. They had bizarre strength. They had abilities that were not natural, Mm -hmm. you know, supernatural. And it's because it was empowered by demonic forces. And so... I think that what happened was is so, so the, the the things were mimicking. They were very there was you know if you read in the Bible and then you see what's happening there, so, the, some of them were mimicking. But I think only a small portion of it was that. Well, I was going to say, the the whole linchpin to that why I would disagree to some extent is that if you're if these guys were Puritan actual believed in God, they're God fearing Christians. 
It couldn't be possessed. They, it, not possessed, but we don't know that they all, like the Barbados right, chick right. wasn't a... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And and there were like there was a couple people that was clear that they weren't Christians. Right, 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 right. They just I don't know how they got over there. But I was gonna say that that see that makes perfect sense that you have that Satan would work in, you know, because uh, he he can he can see beyond history, so he knows how like yeah. this can be taken out of context and used by him later on. Yeah, you know, like the incident, like That's he, right. he he can, he can see in the future. Yeah, so he knows. Yeah. It's funny because uh, the 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 letter that I was just reading from this guy to his son, he was he wasn't in jail or anything, but he just wrote a letter to his son. He he, there's another paragraph here that I just wanted to touch on. It's yeah. kind of kind of funny, or cool. He says here in Salem, June tenth, sixteen ninety two, about forty persons were afflicted with the horrible torments of evil spirits, and the afflicted have have accused sixty or seventy as witches, for that have spectral appearances of them, though the persons are absent when they are tormented. When these witches were tried, several of them confessed to a contract with the devil by signing his book hmm. and did express much sorrow for the same, declaring as also their confederate witches, uh, and and they are tempters of them desired and and to sign the devil's book who tormented them till they did. Uh, so I guess there was a confederacy of witches that were Sign, Making packs with Satan, yeah, trying yeah. to do, deal with the devil and uh, and signing a signing his the devil's book. I don't know what the devil's book is. I thought you know who knows what the devil's. I mean, that's some because they didn't have the Satanic Bible yet. I was gonna say that's. I was gonna go to Faust, but that's before Faust, I think. So maybe it was Baphomet's book or something. Who knows? Well, yeah, I think they just meant yeah, signing a deal, making a deal with him. Yeah. So there's nothing in the Bible about. Uh, yeah, I guess there isn't. We should. We're gonna do a whole thing on, on origins of demons and stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I I definitely have some uh, interesting biblical perspective on that. That's right. Yeah. So you can go to you can go to Salem, Massachusetts today. Just state and... propaganda. There actually were <laughs> witches. They actually were. <laughs> yeah, maybe. never believe the government's story. That, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but. Uh, there's still there's still property there that you can go and like for instance there was a, one of the residents was named Rebecca Nurse, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, her fam. So, so what happened was uh, this ties into the story. So after the um, the trials were over, because the what happened was is the the people started to realize this is not right. This isn't <laughs> this isn't really what it is. What they're saying it is, and so they started appealing to the governor to release all these people mm-hmm. let them out that were in prison and um and so the governor made a you know he just he wrote a letter and and freedom know, yeah basically set them free and d- dissolved the court and all this other stuff but they also did reparations for the mm. people because the law back then said that when you were in jail and then you got to trial and if you were found not guilty you weren't free you had to pay all your fees for jail for however much time you sat in jail, you had to pay for that time, yeah. whether you were guilty or not. And if you were guilty and you were going to die, it didn't matter, right. you know, obviously. Um, so all these people were getting out of jail. Even that little four-year-old girl, after eight months, got out of jail, and she had a huge debt right. to pay. How's she going to pay it, right? Yeah. So they did reparations to people, and they basically restituted them for funds and trouble, How long ago difficulties. was this? It was, it was shortly after the oh, trials. Okay. Yeah, good. it was within the same season of the trials and all of that. Okay. Um, but you can go to you, this one lady, Rebecca Nurse, was one of them, and she, 
you can go and you can see her house, um, her homestead. It's still standing there, and um, you can visit it. It's a historical landmark, and, you know, there's all kinds of history there and stuff. But, you know, it's so funny. Every time I would think of the Salem Witch Trials, there, there was a movie that came out in the late 70s, maybe even the 80s. It was called The Amityville Horror. Yeah. And Amityville is actually a town in New Jersey. New York. New York, sorry. Yeah. I thought it was in New Jersey, but... Long know, Island. Long Island. Yeah. And you, I actually passed by the supposed house and all this stuff. And it's based on a true story, supposedly. Yeah. And um, I, I always, whenever, like when we drove past it, like... Um, uh, I just got this weird feeling, mm-hmm. like, like just, I don't know if it was, I wasn't a Christian, so I I don't know, I don't believe it was necessarily discernment, because I didn't yet have the Holy Spirit in me, um, but it was something that just put like a weird knot in my stomach, mm-hmm. and so whenever I would think of the Salem Witch Trials, even up to recently, I would have the same kind of feeling, you know, like when I think about it, just the Massachusetts, the darkness, all of the, like, what was going on? Were there seances happening? Right. You know, and so when you start to uncover the historical stuff, it kind of sheds a light on it or shines a light on it in a way that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, was there stuff happening? Yeah, absolutely. There, I think it was a, a, a moment of opportunity for the enemy, for demons to, you know, freely do what they want to do. And have a moment where they could do what they wanted to do with whoever they wanted to do without being hindered. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I don't understand why these Christian Puritans wouldn't just begin to bind these things in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Like we're well, they're all they're all messed up and high and freaking freaking out and all the time because of the rye. Yeah. The, the, the <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> that's the kangaroo court that's high on. Well, it's ergot. not just a court. It's every you got to think. I, I mean, two hundred people. There, there's only one source of. Right. Right. So it's the right. whole going crazy accusing everyone, yeah. Yeah, maybe that had something to do with it too. I didn't think about it like that. That's kind of crazy. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think everybody was afflicted a little bit. I would assume so. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that discovery though made it yeah. it kind of blew things up a little bit. So yeah. There's a really good uh movie. I don't, I don't want to say horror movie cuz it's not really horror, but it came out it was called The Witch or The Witch cuz there's two Vs oh, in okay. it. It is so good. Oh, really? It is absolutely incredible. And it's all set, like they all speak Old English. Oh, wow. And uh, it's set right during the same time period. So go watch it. It's not, it's rated R, but it's not a hard R. Yeah. Like it's not, yeah. It's so good though. Cool. It deals with witchcraft and Salem. So if you're more interested in it, I would definitely recommend that. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Blew me away. Man. So good. Yeah. Very creepy, though. <laughs> that that uh, ergot is a, fu- a fungus. Well, yeah. That's what I just read. I was going to say, the, the reason that I found out about the ergot was uh, because they asked the director of this movie, hey, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but it's about a witch. So, like, is there any witches? What, you know, what is your take on <laughs> your thing? And he was like, hey, did you know that there was ergot back in this? And he brought it up, and that was the first time I had heard about it. Yeah. He actually referenced the... Thing. Anyways, that, they discovered it in 1976. Uh, so they did a study in it, on it. So obviously it was way after. Yeah. yeah. But check this out. In 1650, mm-hmm. um, the total population of New England was 22,000 people. Uh, by the middle of the next century, it had grown to 360,000 people, which is that's a pretty 
pretty cool, yeah. fast. And then and then by 1770, it was 581,000 people in the New England area. It kind of dropped off, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, talk about growth, explosive mm-hmm. growth. In that, yeah. Well, I just thought of this one thing when you're talking about like the uh, the, the devil working in there. Mm-hmm. You got to think when they came here. This is this might be offensive, but it's not because it's true. Is that America was a pagan land? I mean, there's indigenous, yeah. like, pagan Native worship. Americans are doing that. Ain't Christian? <laughs> yeah, know, that's they, right. That's not Christian. Smoking their peace pipes and seeing yeah, their I wasn't gonna go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> well, but, that's what they did. Yeah, there's seance type of dances. They and... do a lot of stuff for the dead, and yeah, mm-hmm. you got to think that they're yeah, they do some crazy stuff. So, you know the. America was not demonic like, strongholds, man. Probably, yeah. And uh, by the way, it was Salem Town and Salem Village. That's what they wanted to. <laughs> so <laughs> right, it caused the deaths of some people. Well, there you go. So, so that's what I. The found elites out. always want control. That's that's right. <laughs> the globalists. Yeah, the globalists. <laughs> the the Puritans globalists. Puritan globalists. I know yeah. you couldn't trust the Calvinists. Darn it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. So, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. So, the Black Eye of the Crusades. All right. Yeah. So, it, Crusades was a good thing. There you go. <laughs> Don't feel ashamed about it. That's all I got. All right. That's all you're gonna say. That's all I got. They were a good thing. No. All right. Well, thanks <laughs> um, for listening, everybody. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, it, it's kind of funny because I was joking. As much as I say it like that, that um, there's not there's a lot of history behind this. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it. So to pro- I'll just start it off. So the, the Crusades, when they say that, there's actually nine, I believe, ma- see, it's weird how they categorize them, because it wasn't one thing that just happened, like, that's the Crusades. Right. It happened over hundreds of years. Uh, it started in 1095 and ended in maybe the 15th century, 14th. They wow. were still having minor battles, and it was different people at different times in different places like you know they, they weren't all unified so like in the first crusade it was a specific group of people and some people didn't like the people that proclaimed it so like there, there's some germans that didn't want to fight with them but then some other italians you know they all hop in and then based on later so it's not just one easy grouping of like this one specific thing so it wasn't the roman catholic church versus muslims it was okay. sort of, <laughs> but right. there's more nuance to it. Okay. Um, but overall, the overall story. So I was going to say there's there's a lot of stuff within that if you're really interested in the the differences of that. But I was trying to say that so I could not have to deal with that stuff, the differences. But mostly, um, the Crusades. So to give a little history of it, like you kind of summed it up well. It's basically the Catholic Church against the Muslims. And so I'm just going to try to keep it as very basic and fact-oriented as possible. So basically, you, uh, in the Arabian Peninsula, Northern Africa, um, you know, basically before the rise of Islam in the 600s, you had these, you know, Christianity had been spreading, right? So it was mostly you had these different tribes and churches and everything like that but there's a lot of these countries like in north africa like oh how many of the early church fathers saint augustine of hippo you know he was from north uh, where is he from north africa uh somewhere there yeah. i can't remember oh, i can't think of 
somewhere in North Africa, but there's all these tons, these countries were all like 99% Christian, right? And a big thing about it was they had control of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So the, you know, up until Muhammad came, or, uh, came along and started doing what he was doing, it was mostly, you know, they, they were all warring, you know, tribes and stuff like that, you know, different, there's so much to it. <laughs> I mean, just the, the, Arabian Peninsula, Middle East has always just kind of been a mess. But basically, what happened is in the 1600s, uh, Muhammad came along, and uh, I, I guess to basically what he did was he, there, there's in Islam, you have, uh, it's very, it's kind of confusing to get used to it because you have early Islam which is the Mecca verses, you know, uh, I guess I'll back it up in the Quran. Uh, it's not ordered in the same way that the Bible is. It's, it's ordered from, I think it's the shortest verses to the longest verses. So they're not, it's not in, there's no order like chronological order. There's no chronological order. Things are out of place, but basically the, the way to identify it. And this is why, you have all these different schools of jurisprudence and, you know, there's so much to the Quran and the, the teachings and all this other stuff with the Hadiths and you bring all these other things into it. And that's kind of why you see Islam is kind of a, uh, I want to, I want to say a mess. You know, the Sunnis are always killing the Shia and then you have all these other ones that are all fighting each other and everyone's just, you know, all these tribal things and everyone's killing each other. Muslims just have always been warring within themselves, but, um, Anyway, so you have Muhammad comes, he starts preaching, and basically he's very peaceful. And that's where a lot of these, you know, early verses um, and ones that people point now to Islam being a religion of peace is you have these early verses. And I won't get into what Muhammad, uh, him as a person, uh, because I don't want to get into trouble, (laughs) swing above my head, but he was basically, he wanted to start a religion. He's probably a narcissist. And the uh, best way to do that is marry a really rich woman and uh, not have to work and just hang out with all these Jews and Christians and just start saying stuff that sounds really nice. Oh, there's this peaceful stuff. You know, I've been getting these revelations, blah, 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 blah. And so those are the early things. And, uh, you know, he started amassing his followers. And then, you know, 10, I think it's like 10, 15 years later, he goes to Medina, which is a a different city. So you have Mecca, Medina. And by this time, Muhammad is basically has this cult following. If you look into the things that he does and the the rituals that they do, um, these loud noises and the, you know, all this crazy stuff when they have call to prayers and all this stuff, he basically had amassed this army because he always wanted to be very powerful. So spends 15 years getting all these, you know, followers spouting peace. Oh, we're a religion of peace. It's all peaceful. Then he goes to retake Medina, this other city, and he basically turns the whole religion into just this army. Wow. So then when he gets to so Medina. So this is, this is in the 600s. This is 600s. Maybe 700s? No, no, yet? no, 600s. Still 600s? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he dies in 632. Oh, okay. So, so it's early. It's yeah. late fives, early sixes. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think he lived 
particular one, but yeah. Anyway, so in the early six, didn't you, didn't you tell me he died of like syphilis or something? Yeah, like he probably had syphilis. Interesting. <laughs> That's what I was trying to. I don't want to get a fatwa hey. on me, but yeah, he probably had syphilis. I mean, it is it what it is. something. He was a dwarf and he was very ugly. Was I also read by many accounts? So there you go. I'm just gonna say it. Okay. That's that's what some some of the teachings say that he was very short, he was ugly, and there you go. Anyway, well, yeah, okay. So uh, anyway, so basically he, he's amassed this army, and he's like, all right, now that I told all these Christians and all these Jews to you know join me, we're gonna go retake all their lands and we're gonna slaughter them. So this is basically the backdrop to what happened setting up so the this crusades is, this is still in the 600s 600s so he dies in 630 yep like 632 or whatever yep so who takes over and really starts to see that vision come to pass well so he actually did the first when he uh medina his first uh first conquer. conquest yeah, yeah so um and they were kind of going around and just pillaging wherever they were right like yeah it said un, you know unleashing the world by a brits a blitzkrieg they just went into every, byzantine persia eastern europe just wrecking everyone and taking all these things and the reason i was talking about the verses and these peaceful verses that different verses is they have this thing called abrogation that is very it's in um it, it's in very important to islam so basically Anything that he says later, Muhammad, yeah. is said later in life, that overtakes and supersedes and and so it's renders like everything. A, like exactly. here's the latest prophecy. Right, the, the old ones because they have so many contradictions. There are so many contradictions in Islam right. that you can't because he'll say something and then he'll go, oh, uh, no, nah, I changed my mind. It's actually this. And so what you're supposed to do? Oh, this is a new revelation that he Allah gave him and blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. And now he disregard the old so basically when he gets to medina he got this army everything goes out the window so then it just so then all these things all these peaceful verses so i'm gonna read out some verses to uh basically the quran's uh commandments for muslims to wage war so they it really is you know at the core of it just this um it became this war what's that that's my quran oh, you got... i've got a quran in english Ah, there you go. The, yeah. It's called the generous Quran. Yeah. Um if you read it the right way you'll get money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I'll read some of these uh verses from uh you know, obviously it, this continues on from the 600s up until the the crusades, but yeah. So here's some verses that uh are later on that uh Muhammad says. So this is you can go ahead, I'll give you it's from Quran 839. And fight them until there is no more uh, disbelief, uh, and the religion will all be for Allah alone. But if they cease worshiping uh, others but besides Allah, then certainly Allah, the all-seer, uh, they'll see it. Sorry, it's bad. Uh, it is not for a prophet that, she, that he should have prisoners of war until he had made a great slaughter in the land. Mm. You desire the good of this world... Uh, was this chapter? But Allah desires the hereafter, and Allah is the Almighty. 839. Chapter 8. Yeah, verse 39. So there you go. Basically saying, we don't take prisoners until after we've killed everyone. Wow. Uh, 929. Fight against those who believe not in Allah, nor in the last day, nor forbid 
that which has been forbidden by Allah and his messenger and those who acknowledge not the religion of truth, Islam, among the people of the scripture, Jews and Christians, until they pay the jiza with willing submission and feel themselves subdued. So this is another thing. Uh, I can't remember. I'm going to slaughter the pronunciation, but it's uh, dimitude. It starts with D-H-I-M-M. So basically within Islam, and see, that's this thing that I, I'm, if someone knows way more about Islam, you can feel free to email and correct me or whatever. But basically, certain places that they would go, they would offer them, you can become second class citizens and not convert to Islam, but certain groups, right. you don't get the chance. Yeah. So, so you could be a slave or you just, you were so bad you didn't get a chance. Right. Uh, Dude, so can I, can I read something? Yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is in chapter eight as well of of the Quran. Go ahead. It says, when the Lord reveals his, to the angels, I am with you, so make firm those who believed. I will cast terror into the hearts of those who became infidels. So strike above their necks, decapitate them, and strike off or chop off every finger from them. This is because they have opposed Allah and his messenger, and whoever opposes Allah and his messenger, so surely Allah is severe in the punishment. That is, so taste it, and that is, and that to, to the infidel, the torment of fire. Any Muslim who turns away from engaging in war with infidels will burn in hell. Mm -hmm. So basically, cut off the heads and fingers of any infidel, and if you don't do this, then you're going to burn in hell. With them, yeah. Yeah. And here's another one. This is like the famous, they call it the verse of the sword. Okay. This was one of the, I believe one What's, of the first things, uh, it's 9-5. All right. So this is one of the things that like when Muhammad's like, we're going to go do this stuff, like, you know. Yeah. So then when the sacred months uh, have passed, then kill the unbelievers wherever you find them and capture them and besiege them and prepare them for each and every ambush. But if they repent and perform asalat, which is the Islamic ritual prayers, and give alms, then leave their way free. Uh, Allah is most merciful. So if they convert, leave them, you know, take them with him and not kill him. So anyways, that's to kind of, uh, you know, set the stage for what happens. So you have all these Christians scattered all everywhere. And, uh, basically they just get ransacked. They get slaughtered mm. for 400 years. Wow. Everything, you know, at best they get to, uh, <laughs> at best they become second class citizens, have to pay the jizza, which is a uh, yeah, the jizza, which is like this tax in order just to survive, basically, to be able to do this. It's like a living tax. They, yeah, they didn't have these right. They had, you know, rights. Um, but they're beneath dogs. You know, they treated animals. They don't like animals. So anyway, so basically, finally, in 1095, everyone's, all these Christians are, you know, in mostly Eastern or not East, East Western Europe, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, Spain, Italy. I guess it's Northern from where all this has taken place with the Ottoman Empire and everything like that. Mm -hmm. um, basically, they're like, hey, Pope, please, can you help us? Mm. And another part of this in the very first crusade was, like I had said before, they had the, the Muslims had captured Jerusalem. And <laughs> I'm going to kind of say this in a silly way. These guys also thought that they were living in the end days. Um, so there's sort of this apocalyptic rapture thing because they're, they're Christians. They believe they, they're waiting for these signs and everything like that. And yeah. they knew 
that they had to get Jerusalem. Right. And they need to hold it. And, you know, so there's all these things from Revelation that they're reading into it. Because they need to have a temple. We need to have this temple, you know, so all this stuff. So that's part of why they have to reclaim it. But a lot of it was basically these people are crying out to the church, please help us. We've just been under subjugation for 400 years. Yeah. And uh, and not to mention that this is about the same time that the Catholic Church is having a big split. They have the Great Schism, yeah. yeah. So they're dealing with that. And so uh, what's the Great Schism? Uh, that was like 12. 10, 1054. 1050, okay. Yeah, I had it pulled up. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of turmoil just so religiously. just everything. In the world. But this is uh, so per. All right, so let me summarize because I want to make sure I understand everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Islam... Muhammad develops Islam and it starts off peaceful, but then it grows and then it becomes warring. Yeah. And in Mecca, in Medina, where he gets his first visions and stuff, then he moves over to Mecca to gain. Or does he start in Mecca and go to Medina? Starts in Medina. Sorry, I didn't mention that. First, he's in Medina. Okay. Then he goes to Mecca peacefully. Right. Get uh, assume uh, builds up this army of followers. Then, then he goes, goes back, back to, to Medina. recapture Medina. Back to funky cold Medina, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> takes it over. And then, and then he eventually perishes. And then, uh, and then Islam continues on in its in its warring condition. Yeah, using these verses out of the Quran, which Just are straight up what he told him. I mean, right, right, which uh, he supposedly got from an angel. Yeah, a vision from an angel, Gabriel. Yeah. Gabriel, the angel. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, I didn't want to so, dwell too much on yeah Islam because we could do. Right. Podcast. But I mean, yeah, we yeah. and we could. Uh, but so I just want to summarize. To finish. So so Sorry. so the army builds up. The army starts to take over by force, and um and then the cat the the Christians, which are Catholic at this point, because yeah. that was the predominant. Uh, it was before the the break off. Yeah. Um. So the all of these Christians are being killed mm-hmm. and persecuted for their faith by these warring muslim you know tribes yeah. that are rolling through yeah countries that were 99 percent christian are now 99 percent muslim right and even nowadays most of those are muslim yeah they, they maintain a good foothold and so uh so then they call out on the pope mm-hmm. hey help us out here so yeah. so he's faced with the decision that he's gonna have to like raise an army and basically and but what this, pope is this so pope urban the second is he is he a country singer? <laughs> he sounds Pope, like it. Pope Keith Urban? Yeah, Keith Urban. But I've got part of his uh, his speech that he gives. Oh, cool. And this thing is, like, crazy. Is it... It's awesome, though. This is what's so funny, though, is, like, I have a feeling that the, the speech from the Pope is yeah. going to be just as aggressive as the, oh. the, the verses in the Quran. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. great. So, <laughs> although... So, he starts out... So, this is towards the end of his speech. Although, O sons of God, you have promised more firmly than ever to keep the peace among yourselves and to preserve the rights of the church, there remains still an important work for you to do. Freshly quickened by the divine correction, you must apply the strength of your righteousness to another matter which concerns you as well as God. For your brethren who live in the East are in urgent need of your help, and you must hasten to give them the aid which has often been promised them. For as much as as the most of you have heard, the Turks and Arabs have attacked them and have conquered the territory of Romania as far west as the shore of Medi- the Mediterranean and the Hellespont, which is in, which is called the Arm of St. George. They have occupied more and more of the lands of those Christians and have overcome them in seven battles. Mm. They've been fighting. They put up some fight. Yeah. They have killed and captured many. 
and they have destroyed the churches and devastated the empire. If you permit them to continue thus for a while with impunity, the faithful of God will become more widely attacked by them. On this account, I, or rather the Lord, beseech you as Christ's heralds to publish this everywhere and to persuade all people of whatever rank, foot soldiers and knights, poor and rich, to carry aid promptly to those Christians and destroy that vile race from the lands of our friends. Wow. I say this to those who are present. It all it also it meant also for those who are absent. Moreover, Christ commanded all who die by the way, whether by land or by sea, or in the battle against the pagans, shall have immediate remission of sins. So this is where you start getting. <laughs> so well, not only is he calling to arms, he's like rid that race yeah. out of the land of our friends. But then if you die, yeah, you so, get forgiven for yeah, all so, your sins. Right? Yeah. So. Uh, Forget Jesus and his blood, just... Yeah, now we're getting to some Catholicism. This is some crazy stuff, though, because it doesn't keep with Christian doctrine. Right. Well, there's some more... Okay, you, yeah, you wanna... sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's cool. Sorry. This I grant them through the power of God with which I am invested. Oh, what a disgrace if such a despised and base race, which worships demons, should conquer a people which has the wow. faith of omnipotent God and is made glorious with the name of Christ. With what reproaches will the Lord overwhelm us if we do not aid those who with us profess the Christian religion? Let those who have been accustomed unjustly to wage private warfare against the faithful now go against the infidels and end with victory this war which should have been begun long ago. So at the same time, this is where he's calling it's he's like calling a... everybody, even within the church, like, you know, the Eastern or you know, yeah. everyone's fighting over little land disputes, just raising up an army. Oh, what's crazy? It sounds like a general's, yeah, like a general's speech, like from World War II or something. <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah, uh, let those who have been ac- accustomed unjustly to wage uh, private warfare against the faithful now go against the inf- infidels. He uses that word, and end with victory. This war, we should. Oh, I already read that. Sorry. Let those who for a long time have been robbers now become knights. Let those who have been fighting against their brothers and relatives now fight in a proper way against the barbarians. Let those who have been serving as mercenaries for small pay now obtain the eternal reward. Let those who have been wearing themselves out in both body and soul now work for a double honor. Behold, on this side will be the sorrowful and poor, and on that the rich. On this side the the enemies of the Lord, and on that his friends. Let those who do not go... Let those who go not put off the journey, but rent their lands and collect money for their expenses. And as soon as the winter is over and spring comes, let him eagerly set out on this way with God as, with, as, with God as their guide. Wow. Dude, that's powerful. That's I mean, crazy. I mean, yeah, it's, it sounds... It sounds vaguely <laughs> familiar to the Quran. That's what's yeah. so crazy. That's what's so crazy to me. You know, yeah. you read these verses in the Quran. It's like these polytheists and these pagans and these infidels. They need to die. And then he's using infidel yeah. as in reference to a to them to, throwing to, it back to in Muslim. the face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow. So that's so that was the beginning of so a series beginning of, of crusades that lasted four hundred years. Four hundred years. Yeah, of, and so they would mostly. Go free these people. So the first one, you know... Who funded this whole crusade? Was it all the Catholic Church? Yeah. I mean, they're stealing... 
<laughs> I mean, not stealing. They're uh, getting money, but they're also having. There's uh, that's what I was talking about earlier with all these different different parts of the Crusades and different Crusades themselves. Like I said, there's nine or so of them. Yeah, major ones, and then smaller, minor wars that may or may not get thrown into that. But it's all different uh, groupings of people. Uh, Banding to get, you know, like the German, you know, some German king and some French king and some Spanish king go and like, we're going to go get that part. And so then they all go and attack the, you know, so they war to band together. Do you together. think that they were motivated by the possibility of becoming, like having new land? Like if a German king made a, decide to go to war for the yeah. Crusades, it was like a land grab for them. Yeah. All right, we're going to kick them out and we'll we'll have some new land, some new German territory. Yeah, I'm sure that in the back of their mind something like that was happening. <laughs> yeah. Cuz it wasn't like there was resources they were going to necessarily be getting. No. You know, oil. Oil. <laughs> oil. Oil. <laughs> oil for their lamps. <laughs> the USA's coming. Oh, that's all they had to say. The Puritans would have they would have stopped burning witches and started going over there. We need oil for our witch burning. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, say no more. We're there. USA. <laughs> the Puritans set sail. <laughs> we're going back. We got our bonnets and we're gonna go we're gonna go to war. Yeah. Mm. Man. So, so you had all these massive crusades going through. But it it's so the whole thing, you know, so I, I yeah. To very easily sum it up, it was a defensive action to retake land that we had that I say we Christians had just been slaughtered. They owned it. Yeah. It was their land. It was their, they were occupying it. They, yeah. And then, yeah, so that's what happened. And it was, uh, so I say that, that it was a defensive thing. Mm-hmm. It was a response. It, it was a response. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. The, the, the Catholics did not incite it. No, by no means. Right. But I will say that I can't full on out. There's There was bad stuff. Oh, yeah. That the Crusaders did. Sure. To... Muslim, well, women, children, all these things. So whenever you get like mercenaries in yeah. a situation where it's like do do what needs to be done, yeah, they're going to be and some of bad cor- stuff. Yeah, so of course, and especially if they know the history of like what these people have been doing. Yeah, they justify to, it. Yeah, so that's why we. So I guess to sum it up, as much as I will say is you know, wink. What you know, is it a black eye? Well, I would say. The only black eye part of it that I see, and but I don't know what the answer is, is that the Bible is pretty clear about how you're supposed to treat your enemies. Yeah. You know, you love them, you pray for them, um, you heap coals on their head, you know, the, in kindness. Yeah. You know, uh, and so I'm trying to figure out like... But at the same time... You, but it, you have a mandate practically to, pro- to yeah, yeah to protect right for 300 years. You're, you all these people have been killed and right right you know how do you how do you uh, yeah, you you have a right to protect your family, your wives. I mean, Nehemiah says, "Fight for your brothers, your sisters, your wives, and your children with the, the church with the sword in one hand and the in the in the trowel in the other. The trowel meaning because they're building the wall. Yeah, you know, Trump would probably love that verse, but um." <laughs> But yeah, he says the sword in one hand so that you can actually protect and defend in a defensive measure, not in an offensive measure. Right. But um, man, every time I think, you know, you always hear people just bust on Christians. Ah, oh, well, the Crusades, you know? And you're, yeah. First of all, let's talk about that. It was 400, 300 years, 400 years. Yeah. And even so, the, the, the estimates of the people that they killed, yeah. I can't remember. It was. 
over the course of 400 years or something like that, it was way less than have, <laughs> I'm, I was just laughing, that have died under socialism. Oh. <laughs> you know, like that, to compare it to something now, a couple hundred thousand probably. I think the estimates were somewhere that, like three, four hundred thousand. Yeah. I, that were. Well, it, one of the reasons it took so long for the war to get done was because they had to travel. That too, yeah. <laughs> so they're saying, I just Googled it while you were talking, uh, the the Vietnam War had the lowest estimate was 966,000 people. Uh, Vietnam, uh, the Crusades had 1 million people. Okay. Um, so, uh, that's a, that's a, um, about as much as the Vietnam War. And we had way better weapons. Yeah. I was going to say. In Vietnam. I was going to say that's one of the things, maybe I've read, uh, more biased <laughs> things that have said that the, yeah, the uh, estimates were lower, but, uh, yeah. I guess back then you can't really tell, you know, cause you're going to build anything up. Like you're going to come, you know, if there's 10 hundred guys out on patrol and they come back to their buddies like, yeah, we killed like you know, right. 2,000 people at least. Right. You have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, there was 1.2 million malaria deaths worldwide per year at that time. Per year. Per year. Yeah. So. What about the black, does it have the black death, the uh, black plague? Uh. I mean, that wiped out like 70% of Europe there at was, the time? There was 300,000 to 1.5 million Aztec sacrifices between 1300 to 1521. Oh, yeah. Those, they were the Aztecs brutal. were brutal, bloody people. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about that, about the uh, the Spaniards. Yeah. Oh, it's a black eye. No. There, there were... The conquistadors. Conquistador. They just came and they just... Uh, well, since we're talking about it. Yeah. Here you go. You talk about all these... Because uh, it's been coming up with like, you know, the Indian land and all this stuff. When the Spaniards came, um, who's the who's the guy that uh, I can't remember his name? The the conquistadors, and they came to the Aztecs and the Mayans and all them mm-hmm. down in Mexico. Like they were literally killing, like ripping, beating hearts out of chests Ugh. and doing sacrifice, like forty thousand people at one time, and these huge things and these pagan, you know, and they were killing each other. They were killing throwing babies down you know smashing killing yeah. everybody their own people people that they won in you know literally won in war the aztecs and those were brutal 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 people and uh, the spaniards were not you know didn't come and conquer you know like all oh, these peace hippie you know like smoking peace <laughs> pipe just hanging out growing growing corn <laughs> and uh you know hanging out just like hey man you know what's up you you want to come like we'll get we got we'll share some corn with you you know that it was not like that yeah so don't feel bad about i mean they those guys again those guys did terrible things right right but there's always it always seems like there's the when you get more into it and you there's pull es- the, there's the, escalation reasons right yeah but you things don't that... when you don't when you pull away the politically correct way that you have to talk about it um, By the a way, lot of these things. the death, the Black Plague or whatever, took yeah. 75 to 200 million people. Yeah, there you go. So that's literally, you know, uh, 75 to 200 times more. Yeah. Just in the Black Plague, yeah. which was 13 to 1347 to 1351. It wasn't even 10 years. Yeah. It wiped, uh, it, that's... I blame it on the rats. It was the rats. They killed more people. They did. The rats killed more people than the uh, Crusades. Yeah, yeah, by far. Like 200 times yeah. more. In the course of... Ten years. 
10 years rather than 400. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. 400 years, you have natural deaths occurring. People just dying on the, just dying in travel. Yeah. Never even killed anybody. Man, that's a, that's kind of cool. But so, so <laughs> are we out of the crusades now? Are we still doing yeah. this? I mean, I don't know. So what, what, else? Do, what do we call in the war on terror? Is that a crusade? Uh, the Muslim terror. Yeah, I'm just joking. Liberating Afghanistan and yeah, and uh, Iraq. And maybe we'll talk about that a different time. That is for oil. Uh, yeah, that's the war on oil. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, dude, that's pretty else. crazy though. So, about the crusade, is that when like um, the the weird things like the Knights of the Templar came about, yeah. and some of these weird things, and and like they also had like the um. The the Indiana Jones, remember the first one, the the Knights Templar. Well, the the cup, the oh, Templar was it the you know the cup for the that he drank. Isn't that the, the that's a Holy Grail. Holy Grail. That's supposed to be the Holy Grail. Was yeah. that the time period of that as well? I guess the so. Shroud of Turin. The Shroud of Turin, yeah, which is a cool thing. Yeah, um, but I mean, I think isn't it in? Uh, uh, here we go. Um, going back to tradition, right? Is they would be carrying. You know, relics, definitely relics Heck into yeah. war with them for protection and stuff. So. Well, you've heard about the tip of the spear, right? The tip of the spear that supposedly was the spear that the Roman soldier used to stab Jesus when he was hanging on the cross. Oh, yeah. So evidently there's a there's a legend, folklore kind of thing going around, you know, that's been going around forever, uh, you know, 2,000 years, about the whoever had possession of the spear, the tip of that spear, it was like the spearhead, um, would have the ability to have dominance, power, and military. Hmm. So Hitler was bent on trying to find this spear tip, which had been making its way around different, you know, uh, time frames. It would pop up in history, you know, yeah. and over leaders that would be victorious too. Hmm. Ironically, you know, there'd be some weird victory connected to it. I'll have to find. I read an article about it a while back, and uh, I was like, "This is the craziest thing I've ever seen." Yeah, it supposedly had all these powers to bring victory and war and heal and hmm. kind of like all well, this Hitler folklore. was totally into the esoteric, like oh, cra- occult, like yeah. crazy stuff. They were doing crazy stuff. Yeah, Jack, Jack Parson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, hey, how about um, I thought of. Uh, maybe some way. So we've been defending, um, or not maybe defending. I kind of defended the Crusades a little bit, yeah, you know, but... in your mind, made you feel a little less guilty about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't really feel guilty about it, but neither did I. But how about this? How about we dump on <laughs> the Catholic Church some more? For uh, I mean, there's... there isn't there is some legitimate issues here that that ra- yeah. that I'm. I mean, that a pope's telling people to go to war yeah. is interesting. Well, how about this? So there was, uh, and I'll say this because it's kind of interesting, and uh, I'm not sure, I didn't look into this, if, uh, what was his name? It's not J.R. George R. Martin, the guy that wrote uh, Game of Thrones, since it's on right now. Yeah. The Catholics basically had a real-life red wedding. So in the... All right, we'll explain, because I've never watched Game of Thrones. So in Game of Thrones, there's, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but basically they... When did, was it last season that they did this? No, this was like the second season. Oh, well then, because they're, <laughs> like, they're like eight seasons or nine yeah, yeah, seasons, yeah. aren't they? Like it's, it's the last season right now. Okay. So but basically the, the Red Wedding is there's this wedding alert. with the the family, the Starks, and I can't forget the people. I had a really bad time, hard time remembering all these weird fantasy names on a show. But anyway, they, they bring these people in for a wedding and then they slaughter the whole family. Hmm. 
and they just kill every like pregnant wife Oof. Or, you know, all this crazy stuff Brutal. yeah but the catholics did that to a bunch of uh french protestants oh in uh on august 24th in the 25th 1572 wow so it was plotted by catherine de medici was carried out by Roman Catholic nobles and other citizens. So it wasn't even, they got the people involved in it. <laughs> Do their dirty work. Yeah, so there have been civil wars going on between the Huguenots and the Roman Catholics. Yeah. And uh, so basically they were going to have this, uh, Catherine de Medici, the mother of uh, Charles the Ninth, uh, was going to have her son marry this Protestant woman. Basically this really easy summering it up. And they, to kind of bring peace between the Catholics and the Protestants and everything. And then four days after they got married, um, they just slaughtered all these Protestants that came in for the wedding in the streets of Man. France. <laughs> just killed them all. And it said, like, the blood was in the streets was up to, like, their knees and stuff. Just slaughtered thousands of them. Getting ready for a wedding does that to people. Like, all, all, all the stresses and stuff like that. Talk yeah. about a bridezilla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, man, there you go. They, they killed a bunch of right. uh, Protestants. So, so that's our Catholic Catholic crap on <laughs> segment for the podcast. Yeah. So uh, that's a that's I'll say that's a black eye. Maybe we need to have a jingle. It's Catholic crap on moment. CCM. <laughs> crap on Catholic moment. Yeah, whatever you want to call. Yeah, so that's pretty incredible, man. There you go. Yeah, I felt weird because I defended Catholics a little bit too much. I felt like I had to. Yeah. Give back some Protestant love. We're equally. Don't forget about it. We're equal opportunity offenders in this place. Yeah. What um what I was gonna ask you is what do you think would have happened if they wouldn't have engaged in that? Do you think that Islam would have would have conquered over the rest of the Western world and or Eastern? It would have gotten to Rome eventually. Yeah. Italy and all that. They probably would have slaughtered Because they were kind of like starting to get yeah. up into that I mean, northern... look at the Ottoman Empire. Right. How big. That was huge. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Um, it wasn't even at that point about religion, though. I'm, I'm convinced. It wasn't about religion for them. Oh, that, for the Catholics? For, for Islam at that point. Religion was the... <laughs> I, In my opinion, this is what I think, and I could be wrong. I'm not a historian. But in my opinion, I think it, when it gets to that point where you're conquering big chunks of land... It's no the religion is simply the the uh the front but yeah. it's really about getting people in land. Well, that's, well I was trying to avoid this but I was going to say Islam isn't a religion. <laughs> it's a it's just a I mean you think about it a religion it, it is a it has a legal system sharia law right right which is just crazy. Yeah. It's a institution it has a government right. but it has its own government it has its law separate things well the law governs the government but the government carries out the law but they, they, yeah they enforce it yeah but i mean it's a theocratic uh author authoritarian uh, war machine i mean yeah. I, I don't know what kind of religion tells you to convert or die and if you try to leave die i mean that's not buddhism i mean you know there, there's violent buddhists oh out yeah there, there yeah, are yeah, that yeah. kill Tons of people. Everyone there. kills Christians. That's just the way it is. Like, that's yeah, how it goes. No, that's true. Like everyone, like first person we're going to kill Christians. Yeah. Well, I was going to say. So anyway, I mean, you look around now. I just read some article about there's some girl that uh, 
I mean, I'll just say this. Every day I see, I get multiple uh, updates on stuff of just people in Africa right now, like Boko Haram. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a big thing about Islam. I've probably said the highest concentration of Muslims, the like most concentration of Muslims is in, is in e- Indonesia. Yeah, right. So there's, it's not, when you talk about Islam, it's not brown people. Right, know? right, right. Because obviously the Jews... <laughs> The Jews it's in not, Egypt it's not, and stuff like that, yeah, Christians. It's not these Arab desert, you know. Well, there. I mean, these the Ottomans were, but right, um, but not Indonesia. Not well, not right now. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's not. It's the ideology. But anyway, I was going to say I get all these updates from. They just go in and murder and slaughter all these uh, Africans, and in the Philippines they have a really big problem with terrorism. Yeah. In Indonesia they have terrorism. All in Southeast Asia, Malaysia, all these places. Yeah, and they still—it's it, still the same barbaric code, written, uh, probably by a, a, a syphilis dwarf, <laughs> who uh, whose favorite wife was nine years old, Aisha, and uh, th- but they didn't consummate until she was eleven, so that was good. Oh, yeah. Um, so he was a pedophile uh, that was probably got you know the thing from a demon, from a demon. So that's what they. Uh, you want to call that a religion? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> Dude, this is why I have guts, right? <laughs> I'm protected. I'm telling you commit now. But yeah. Anyways, All yeah, right, man, man. So I think we've gotten each other, ourselves in enough trouble right That's now. That's right. This has been a good long podcast. We could have done two separate podcasts. We yeah. could have done one yeah. on the Crusades, one on the witches. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, just remember this: don't fall and convulse, or I'm gonna, <laughs> you're gonna bring you to court. Yeah. And uh, don't try to steal my house. I won't. I'll put up a defense. <laughs> put up defense. Oh man. Well, this has been a good one. Yes. Yeah. It's been interesting. Um, I learned some things and uh, nice some things I want to forget. So. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this has been cool. We'll catch you next time. Next time on All Out War. Later. Later. Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at alloutwarcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.